0: You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at The River. Hey, listen, tonight I want to talk about maximizing your effort. If you remember, Jesus said this concerning the the Ten Commandments. He said to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. Tonight we're going to talk about how to maximize that strength and how to win in life. I believe the Bible is a very practical book that is designed to make your marriages better, make your career better, make your life more prosperous. And it has to be interpreted in the light of that in order to receive really what God has for us. And if you've ever studied sports and whatever, you've learned this, that there's a very small difference between the winner and the loser. It might just be a second faster It may just be a half an inch, you know, faster. And in sports, it's just, it could be, I remember watching the Super Bowl. We had a church thing here, and I remember they fumbled the ball right at the end and lost the game. Just one point. But one point can make the difference between you succeeding and failing. I'm going to show you today in the scriptures that the principle of exercising faith is taught all through Jesus' teaching all three epistles and when you begin to apply it in your life and begin to realize I need to maximize my efforts you're going to see great things happen to you in your life and let me give you an example of what I'm talking about have you ever seen somebody that was just very gifted naturally they had you know they were very intelligent or they had some natural gift and whatever they did was easy for them to do Those kind of people many many times don't become champions because they haven't learned the principle of going farther than what they think they can do. But you take people that are ordinary, like most of us. Uh, Maybe you've got a, a, a normal IQ. Maybe you're not as beautiful as maybe someone else is. Maybe you're just you don't have any huge natural talents to take you to a higher level, but. What I'm going to give you tonight will show you how to become a champion with whatever God has given you. In other words, you should be able to succeed through this. So, I want to start with scripture. Turn up at the screen here. And here's Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He says this. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist evil. Person, that's the wrong verse. Uh, It's Matthew, it's verse 41 to 42. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to whom it ask you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Now go back to verse 41, please. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. This is something that in, in Jesus' generation, the Roman Empire ran everything. And one of the laws they had, that is if a soldier was... Going to, he was traveling somewhere, he was allowed to take a pedestrian and make them carry his backpack and all the stuff that they would carry for one mile. That was the legal requirement of it. And Jesus said, I want you to go an extra mile. And tonight I want to say that to many of you tonight, that whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your career, Whether it's in relationship issues, you need to learn how to go that extra mile. It can make the difference between success and failure in your life. Don't just do what is required. Go farther than that. Always challenge yourself to go farther than that. And you will find that God will open up doors for you. You'll get breakthroughs in your life. Because here's what a lot of us are against or in a a midst of. We're dealing with barriers and walls in our lives that are preventing our dreams from coming to pass. If you get this principle about going the distance or going that extra mile, that in itself will cause those walls to dissolve and be crushed in your life that maybe that you're struggling with to get through. Are you with me, everybody? So say it with me. I, I got to go the extra mile. In everything... And you see this in Scripture. To give you an example, you remember the man that was at the pool of Bethesda? And he had been there for 38 years. In other words, he had probably been there longer than anyone else. Most people would have left by then, but he had stayed there. He He went the distance. He just waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited until a divine opportunity came to him. And it came to him by Jesus. And it didn't say that Jesus went to anyone else. It was to him, the one who went the extra mile. You look again in Scripture, you find the story of the ten lepers. They came to Jesus, they cried out, you know, to help them. And Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And you remember they all went to show them to the priest, and they were all instantly healed. Except one, after he was healed, he left the rest and went back to Jesus to thank him. And Jesus said that this man's faith had saved him. And it's a different word for saved than you would use if the person was saved from sickness. The man not only was physically healed, but he was spiritually healed because he went the extra mile. I wonder how many marriages tonight would do better if you would just go a little bit farther. I wonder how many careers would flourish in, our, in, in the church if we would just go the extra mile and not just put in our time, but we would go the distance to make the job the quality that God has called you to do. Another example of this is Peter. He had fished all night with his crew and there were several boats. They were washing up. Jesus said, I want you to take the boats back out and let down the nets, and Peter went the extra mile. Imagine working all night long on the graveyard shift, and then by the, the, the suggestion of a preacher, go on and do it all over again, the wrong time, and he still did. You know why? He did the extra mile. And in the process, he got a boatload of fish, net breaking increase. And he not only got that, and the other part of God was so powerful is that that's when Jesus called into the ministry. It was because he went the distance or went that extra mile in his life. I believe tonight God has this for you. This is the mindset of a champion. This is the mindset that causes people to to win. When you are not willing to be in the status quo, you are ready to go the distance to receive what God has for you. That might mean listening and changing. That might mean pressing in and saying, Honey, I've got to change more. I've got to be a better husband to you. I need to go the extra mile with you in my life. And there's special blessings in that when people maximize their efforts in serving God and they don't retreat from it. Amen? Now, I'm going to share something at this point in the message that should get you excited because all the time I hear people say, well, I can't do this. I don't have enough discipline for this. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures. 2 Timothy one seven says, God, this is uh, the um, NIV translation. It says, God did not give you a spirit of... Timid, timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Say self-discipline. Self-discipline means that even though you may not be able to control some of the stuff around you, you can tr- control yourself. Now, watch this verse that Solomon says in, in Proverbs. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Now, sluggard is a, a phrase for people that are lazy. Amen. You find it all through the book of Proverbs. And as you go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which have no captain, or overseer, or ruler. Provide her, provide her supply in the summer. Gather her food in the harvest. Hallelujah. So he takes an ant. Now, here's the thing about an ant. An ant doesn't need someone to hound him for him to go to work. He's, he's, he's going to work hard. That's just the way his nature is, it's the way he works. He's self-motivated. You got to be self motivated to go the extra mile. If all you're looking for is enough to get by, you'll never be able to be this this type of w- wisdom that he's talking about. You got to say to yourself, "Listen, I can, I'm gonna, I'm not going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stretch myself. I'm not gonna just do this much. I'm gonna do this much." I'm not going to just get this close. I'm going to get that close. And you keep challenging yourself over and over and over and over again. And when you do that, God has a channel in which to bless you, to bring in breakthrough, and to tear down those barriers in your life that are preventing you from the life that God has called you to be in. Amen. Did you know that 20% of the marriages fail in America today in the first five years? you know why they fail in the first five years? Because the, 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 the couple isn't willing to go to the extra mile for their spouse. And within five years, you can kill the love towards each other just like that. And they say that 50% of the people that get over the age of 50 uh, end up divorced. Why? Because they maybe they started out right, and they're willing to go the extra mile for their spouse, for their kids, for their career. They're willing to do it. But then they got that place where they kind of reached a place they felt like it was good enough. I'm making enough money. I'm doing well now. And all of a sudden, they stopped plateaued out. The problem was when you plateau out, it affects your marriage. That's why men, they have what they call a midlife crisis. You won't have a midlife crisis if you keep going the extra mile. Eight ladies, same thing. When you first met your husband, you got all fixed up and looked good, right? Well, that don't change after you have five kids. Oh, I'll just move on right up here. Just go up top here. We just, this is for a different church. This ain't for you guys. You just two on top of it but I want you to see that and self control is critical First, uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 like I said God's given us a spirit of self control 2 Peter 1.6 Peter who had backslidden he said I want you to add these, these seven virtues to your faith and one of them was to add self control see I can't control everything in my life I can't always control the weather unless I know the will of God I can't control who's in office. I can't control a lot of things. We know that. But one thing I can control is myself. And once you start controlling yourself, your faith always works. And your faith can control anything. Amen? And so we've got to understand that as a Christian, we're not supposed to be undisciplined, we should be the most disciplined people on the planet Earth. Because we have imparted in us, through the new birth, self-control that God has given us. See, once you understand this, you realize that going this extra mile in your life is the process in which God helps us succeed in our marriage, succeed in our career, succeed in our health succeed in raising our children, that's the process. God always blesses outside of abundance. In other words, he always blesses when we abundantly do something. But when we don't abundantly do something, the chance of your successes becomes less and less and less. Let me explain it to you this way. How many are familiar with the parable of the sower that soweth the word? You should be. Jesus said if you don't understand this one, you won't understand any of them. In the parable, he gives four different types of the human heart. And he describes it as a farmer that sows seed in the field. And what's crazy about the story is a farmer realizes that not all the seed that he sows will reap a harvest. He knows there's going to be seeds that are lost. So he always sows an abundance because he knows that if he just sows a few seeds, he could end up with no harvest at all. And if you remember the story or the parable, Jesus said some of the seed were cast on stony ground or uh, ground, maybe the fence around the, the, the field or past. And he said, immediately the birds came and ate the seed. So all that seed was lost. And he said, Satan's like that. He'll come in immediately and steal the seed from you. Some of you tonight, what I'm preaching, some of this seed may be wasted, lost. You may leave and the devil it right out of your mind before you get a chance to apply it. Amen? And then he talked about a, another type of seed sowing. He said this seed lands on the soil and it's been cultivated, but it's not been cultivated deep enough. So the seed, you know, it grows up. The guy gets excited for God but because there's no depth When the weather changes, persecution comes, he falls away. So again, there's lost seed. Third one was seed that was sown on parts of the soil that had not been completely irrigated. And there was thorn bushes and weeds in this soil. And so the seed grew up, but it grew up with the thorns and the thistles. And the thorns and thistles, what they call the cares of this world, seed of riches, choke the word, and the word becomes unfruitful. And he says the only seed that produced 30, 60, and 100-fold was the seed that was sown on good soil. Here's my point. There was a lot of seed sown before you got the harvest. Most Christians take a couple of seeds and they go, this is all I need. What if it don't grow? What if that was the seed that was sown and it was sown during a time that it wasn't received? You're not going to get a harvest. Only when you're going to get a harvest is to go the extra mile. In other words, on your job, go the extra mile there. Be there on time and leave on time. And if you've got to stay longer. Stay longer. Don't just sow enough seed that's required, sow more. And let me break it to you into a relationship. You may be married to a very insecure woman or husband. They may need loads of encouragement to become what God has called them to become. And it may not happen just because you decide one day, all right, I'm going to tell you, you are wonderful one day every three months. That's not going to work. You may have to tell them they're wonderful, they're talented, they're skilled. You may have to do that 50 times a day. You might have to write notes. You may have to text them during the day and say, By the way, you were on my mind. I'm just thinking about you. You are incredible. You are the dream of my life in order for that seed to sow. Because sometimes your wife or your husband may not be, they may be hard soil. They may be hard soil. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they're offended at somebody. Maybe life has thrown them some lemons. And they're not open. They don't even hear you when you say something positive to them. But if you go the extra mile, you so, 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 so. And you do the same thing with your kids. When they are around 13, it seems like they don't listen to their parents anymore. And you could have told them a thousand times to do something. And they didn't even hear you when you said it. But what do you do as a good parent? You keep at it. You keep at it. You keep at it. You keep, at it keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it. My wife, uh, she was determined to get my son to remember to take the garbage out. And finally, she had enough of it. She took the garbage, put it on his bed. <laughs> Amen? That's what we're to do. We keep sowing. Sometimes you don't see no fruit in the beginning. Sometimes you say, Lord, am I just wasting my time? Yeah, you probably are. But that's why you're going the extra mile and you're sowing more and more and more and more. Some of you have been on jobs for a long time and you want to be promoted. You're not going to get promoted unless you go the extra mile. If you're just doing what you're required to do, and you let the union determine what you're going to do, you're you're not going to be promotion material. But if you come in and you're lit up and you're fired up and you want to work hard and you want to get that job done the best way it is, the boss or who is in charge is going to start noticing you. May not notice you at first, but he will if you keep loving the Lord with all your heart and with all your strength. Amen. But you got to be willing to go that extra mile. Hallelujah. I'm going to do the whole... When I was studying for ministry, I would work a job all day long in construction, come home, study from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock, and I did that every day of the week. I would do that except on Sunday. We were in all the church services on Wednesday, and I'd study till midnight, and then I remember I did a Bible study on Friday. I have never stopped feeding my mind with the Word. You can't just say... Oh, well I went to a I went to a marriage conference. We learned some things. Our marriage is going to get better. You got to sow it. Sow it. Sow it cuz some of the seed won't come up. But if you sow enough of it, it will pop up. And all of a sudden you'll start noticing, you know, my feelings towards my spouse have deepened. And they'll look at you in the same way. Man, I remember uh, listening to a uh, A minister taught in the family years ago. And he said, when you do these things, you get changed in your pocket. Talking about guys. And a change in your pocket is powerful because then when you screw up, which all the men do. Come on. And women screw up too. I'm not talking about an affair or anything, but just you're not your best. If you got that change in your pocket, your wife, it'll be easier for her to accept you and help you out of it without having a major attitude. Amen? So my question is, is there any, do you got any change in your pocket? Or is it like this? Amen? And so, but that doesn't come by one compliment. It doesn't come from one great anniversary. It doesn't come from buying her diamonds. It comes from buying her diamonds all the time. I'm just using that as an illustration. Doing something for all the time. In other words, don't go beyond just what is required. Go the extra mile. Jesus never told us to love within the limits of humanity. He said, he said the love you got in your life is to overcome evil. And it can't overcome evil unless you turn it up. Amen. All right, turn to somebody and say, it must have been for you. I came tonight. I will download this message for you and get it right across to you. Anyway. So encouragement is critical in this area. And let me, let me give you a practical application of this. I've been in ministry a lot of years. I've had a lot of people that sell things in church. I've had manures in church. A lot of different people like that. And one of the things that if you're in sales, which is critical, is selling more product. Let's say that you went for a company, and they required you to do 100 cold calls. Now, if you don't know what a cold call is, it's when you call somebody up, you don't know them, and you try to introduce your product to them or whatever and sell it to them. So it's a very uncomfortable cold call. It's very uncomfortable. But let's say the company says you got to do at least 100 a week. How many want to p- do better than just that? You want to go the extra mile? Here's what's gonna happen. You say to yourself, okay, I'll tell you what, every time I do one, I'll do another one. Say it with me. Every time I do one, I'll do another one. And you'll go from a hundred calls a week to two hundred calls a week. And you and, and I want you to see the difference. If you just did a hundred calls a week. Within a year, you would do 4,800 calls. But if you did two 200, 200 calls a week, 100 more, you would do 9,600 calls in a year. Now, here's my question. Which number is going to give you the highest possibility of success? The one that is the most. The problem with Christians... Is they think, well, I'll just go with the standard and expect to prosper and be blessed and whatever. No, you, you gotta understand the principle of sowing and reaping. You gotta sow a lot to get a big return. And the more you do that, the more you, the odds are in your favor for a breakthrough. But if you don't put your odds in your favor, how's it gonna work? Now, how do I keep the odds in my favor of my relationship? I treat my wife extremely well. She treats me extremely well. In other words, if somebody comes on some big white stallion and tries to hustle or whatever, uh, there's not, it's, uh, the temptation level is not going to be high. It won't be at all, right? Uh, because I'm putting the odds in my favor that she'll love being married to the super preacher, Pastor Jack, Am I getting a hold of you tonight? I want you to see this. So why not increase your odds of getting promoted? Why not increase your odds of being protected? You ever see reckless people? You know, they don't follow any kind of safety procedures. That means that they're just guessing that, you know, I hope things work out. Why not just get your odds in favor? You know, my house, I got a security system, front and back. And I'm about a house in an area that doesn't have a lot of crime rate. Why? I want to keep my odds in favor. I'm still led by the Spirit. But why put my family in jeopardy when I don't need to do so? That's why in church we have security. We just put the odds in our favor. Amen. We got security upstairs. Got it downstairs. Amen. So as I preach this, I want you to see this principle that Jesus taught puts you in a position that opportunities come in your life more than if you didn't do it. If you just put in the hours they told you to to work, no more, no less, and just did a mediocre job, this is the quality you'll hire, then you're, you're you're not putting things in a position where God can promote you and bless you. But when you work for God indirectly, And whatever you do is for his best. And you give him the best you got, you always go the extra mile. You don't just do what is required. You go beyond that. And if you go beyond that in your marriage, your marriage will get great. If you go beyond that in raising your children, your children are going to be influenced in a very positive way. And chances of them falling away are very small. But you got to be willing to do it, and if you're not, it won't. See, a lot of people don't think that much is better than little. They think little is better than much. Most people that say that are simply trying to justify their laziness. The reality is the more Fruit of the Spirit you have in your life, the better. And 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 let me give you an example. Isaiah one nineteen. This is one of my favorite verses. Is that if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now think about that. The Hebrew word for willing there, it means to breathe fast. When do you breathe fast? When you're in a hurry. When you're excited. That's when you breathe fast. You don't breathe fast when you're on vacation laying in a lawn chair. You breathe fast when you want to get something done. You want to hurry up and do it. You're excited about it. And he says, that is what is necessary, going the extra mile in obedience. It's not just obedient. All right, I'm obeying God. No, 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 there's more to this. If you really love God from all your heart, with all your heart, with all your strength, then you're going to go farther than just enough. And you're going to be excited about it. When I first started dating my wife, I was so excited about seeing her. And man, I took a shower, get my hair all fixed up. Those days, i like a hippie. But, uh, you know, you put on your best witch of God, and you vacuum out your car, and you get, uh, and you put your little tree things in there that smells good, and and you just, you're, man, you're excited about it. And she spends two hours getting ready for you, you. Why? Excited. When you lose the excitement, you lose going the extra mile. you got to be excited about the relationships you have. Excited about your career. Excited about your children. Excited about your future. you got to be excited about it. And if you do that, there's a blessing on the other side that will just blow your socks away. But you've got to maintain this and get this. Now, that doesn't mean that little is invaluable when little has great sacrifice to it. It's like the widow that gave in the temple. Jesus was watching everybody giving, rich people giving. woman comes in, she gives two mites, which is equivalent to, uh, I may not be completely accurate here, but around a, one cent, maybe a little less than one cent. That's not much. But Jesus and the Father don't evaluate it by the size. They evaluate it by the sacrifice. And he said, all these people gave out of their surplus, but she gave everything she had today in the offering. She sold more than all that other money sold. Because of the level of sacrifice. But the principle still true. She gave a lot. God just measures it different than we do. Hallelujah. Sometimes for a husband to humble himself and do something for the family, it's a big sacrifice for him. He wasn't raised that way. He doesn't want to, you know, eat humble pie. And when he does it, man, there's a lot of seeds sown right then. But the reality is this principle... Works all through the through the world. I am tired of couples getting divorced. I'm tired of people getting married, and it's like buying a pair of new shoes till they wear out. Try something different. You're never going to have a super wife unless you keep one around. And besides that, you don't deserve a super wife till you get super. And you can't get super unless you learn to, you know. Go beyond the ordinary. I'm going to do extra. I'm going to press in. I'm not going to just pray for 15 minutes. I'm going to pray half an hour. I'm not just going to spend some time at lunch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit there and not leave until she wants to leave. Why am I preaching this? Yeah, wow. Ouch. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Just block that out of your mind there, baby. Hallelujah. I'm not real good at lunch. Amen. But that you understand the principle that I'm saying here to you tonight. So there is a key to success. The key to success is to sow enough good seed that some of it takes and you get the harvest. And if you don't do that, don't blame God. Don't say, it was, I wasn't destined for it. Every one of you is destined to do better than you're doing right now. Every one of you are destined to go over the top. Every one of you are destined to have a great marriage. Every one of you are destined to have a life that is exciting in your life. Every one of you. But some people won't go the extra mile. If you do, you'll get blessed. Let me show it to you in another text. This is Matthew 5, verse Thirty-eight. Look at this. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. And so, that's not Mark. It's, I mean, Matthew. Matthew 5, 38, please. While they're turning there, I want you, uh, I want you to grab hold of what I'm saying because this is so powerful. This is Matthew 5, 38, 42. You did it in the very beginning. I know what's on your computer. There we go. You you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Now watch this. Next verse. But I tell you to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other him also. Now what is Jesus saying in this text? If anyone wants to sue you, take away your tunic and let him have your cloak also. Now the, the reason for this teaching is to teach you to go the extra mile when it comes to love. Now, he's not talking about not exercising self-defense if someone tries to hit you. If I was to hit Pastor Jim, which I don't, he's such a sweet guy, I wouldn't be hitting you on the right cheek. I'd be hitting you on the left cheek because I'm right-handed. He's talking about slapping someone, insulting someone, if someone insults you, he says, don't retaliate. Go the extra mile. Because I'll tell you what, as you can see in life, everybody, there's going to be lots of people that are going to get jealous of you. Lots of people that are going to get mad at you because of what you're succeeding at in your life. So you just got to accept that. That can be just having a good marriage. You'll have people jealous of you if you got a great marriage. That's just part of it. But you go the extra mile. You walk in love and realize if somebody insult you, they're hurting inside, or they never would have done it in the first place. People that hurt other people are hurting inside because of something in their life. But if you sow enough love in their life, you can bring them out of it, and you can be blessed in a gray way. Amen? So if somebody said something nasty on Facebook, just sit, turn the other cheek. Be sweet. If somebody sues you, don't try to take all their money away from them. Just talk to them Said, listen, I'm willing to settle this thing. I don't want any trouble. Be the one that puts the best foot forward because that's the person that's going the extra mile in his life. And love always overcomes evil when you love it enough. You can take the hardest person if you keep loving them and loving them and loving them and loving them he, they usually will break and at least respect you for your position. I've had people sue me. I've had people do things on the Internet. I mean, I'm not trying to make you feel sorry for myself, but it just happens. And it happens to everybody. But you got to go the distance. Go the extra mile in your life. And let me try to explain it to you this way. There's an old story about a gold digger, a miner, who was going through the desert and he got lost. And because he got lost, he began to run out of water. So he came up to this little wood shed, and inside it was one of these old pumps. You pump water from the reservoir that was on the bottom there. And so he looked at it, and there was a cup of water sitting there by it. And it was water that was there to prime the pump. And he knew he could drink the water but, and be refreshed that day, but the next day he would run out of water. So the question is, do I tr- refresh myself with that glass? And, or do I put it in the pump and prime it, and then I got all the water I want? I can take a bath if I want. But here's the part a lot of people do. They approach the pump and they look at the water and say, well, let me take at least half the water. And then they put the other half in the pump, but it's not enough to prime it. You you got to realize that you always have to sow to get a continually increase. And you can't be cheap about it. You got to sow great encouragement. Great faith in people. Got to believe in people. that don't even believe in themselves. Now, tell him you can do it. You can make it happen, man. Yeah, you could get that job off the j- ground. You can finish your college thing. I, I just talked to my brother-in-law and or son-in-law, and he just got his real estate license in Montana. And uh, he studied for it for two weeks, I think is all he did. And he flunked the first time, but he got it the second time. That's quite an accomplishment. Well, there's, you can do the same. Nobody here that doesn't have Christ is in a position you're a failure. You're in a great position, but you've got you to step through it. You've got to be willing to go the extra mile to receive the best that God has for you. And you need to surround yourself with people that will encourage you in this area and say, you can do this. Hallelujah. But we get locked in by what we see instead of locked in by what we believe. Why not believe the best, and let that begin to minister to you in a great way. Amen? Now, there's a, another illustration I want to give you, because it, it kind of says the same thing, and it's a, you, uh, you know, when the frontier was being developed, and people building farms and everything, they didn't have the heavy machinery we have now. They didn't have bulldozers, they didn't have dump trucks, and all that stuff, and so when they went in the homestead, they had to clear the land, but they had to do it manually. And every time that a farmer would set up his homestead, he would have to get the rocks out of the ground so they could plant the harvest, and sometimes there was big boulders in the ground. And he didn't have a machine that could move it, horse couldn't move, it was too big. So they would take these big slugs hammers or double jacks and they would hit that thing. And they'd hit it. Sometimes they would hit it a thousand times, and it didn't look like it had changed at all. But they all knew that if they stuck at it long enough, there'd be a hairline crack in that rock, and it would eventually split apart, and then they could move it. But it may take two weeks. It may take three weeks. Taking turns hitting that thing. That's all you got to stick with it in your marriage. Stick with it with your kids. They move out soon enough. Stick with it. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on your career. Don't give up on your vision. Keep sticking with it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Keep doing the right thing. Keep going the extra mile over and over again until that rock breaks apart and you can take it and just throw it away. Amen. Amen. Let me close with one illustration. I'm running out of time here. In the Old Testament, it's one of my favorite stories is the prophet Elijah. And he's on his deathbed. He knows he's going to die. And remember with him the king always went one cuz he would tell the king where the enemy troops were and so forth so they're never outdone or ambushed but he's dying and so did I say Elijah I meant Elisha he's dying and the king comes to weep him over him and the prophet has one last little bit of anointing he wants to release so he says i want you to take those arrows And I want you to shoot him in the ground. And every time you shoot it, that's going to give you victory at Alphac over the Syrians. So the king takes out his arrows and he shoots. And he shoots and he shoots three times, stops. And the prophet gets furious. He said, you should have shot five, six times and you would have completely destroyed the enemy because you only shot three times and you didn't go the extra mile, you're going to have war for the rest of your life. See, just because you win one battle doesn't mean the wall's down about the battle. Just because you win one argument doesn't mean the wall's down in your marriage. Just because you win one financial breakthrough doesn't mean that you don't have other walls that need to come down. and So you have to go the extra mile and keep shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting until there's no more financial pressure, until there's no more problems with the Bank coming to get your house until there's no more problem of your wife leaving you because you're not that pleasant. You got to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and keep going the extra mile, whether you're going to the gym or not. Come on, you got to go the extra mile. You got to work out until something breaks through in your life. Don't draw back. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River App, and our website at theriver.church. We're the river, and we're doing life together.